Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. I know you miss me. It's just uh, been prepping a lot for Houston, and I hope and pray that the Royal Rumble is not, and I repeat, I hope it is not a waste of $184 at Minimate Park. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see pay-per-view, just like the fucking cluster fuck of a Super Bowl, which I'm excited for that, for a change, you know, because all of us don't have to deal with the um, freaking fracking Patriots. So this is not ESPN, although sometimes it can be on here, and thankfully Granny goes to sleep because I'm sure she would love to shove it in good old Brian Rails' face that uh, her queefs, I mean chiefs, have made a Super Bowl because the league is one big fucking giant work. There, I said it, folks. I'll get it out of my system. The NFL is one big giant fucking work. And that is that. Ladies and gentlemen, also, please welcome to the show co-host from Southgate, Michigan, Please welcome Lady Lynn. Hey, B Train, what's happening, bro? Well, you know, I've been doing my best to um, <clears throat> get insight on WWE Raw this last Monday, which I told you all I wasn't going to watch, but apparently my friend who is going with me. To Houston said that after Andrade seeing all this, Raw pretty much went downhill. Numbers don't lie, folks. And if your show does not captivate any kind of audience, then I'm just going to fucking say it. Raw <clears throat> is so bad. It not only makes my blood boil to report this, but a three-second match to make way for a 40-minute promo. This is referring to Paul Heyman and Lesnar. He did, you know, kind of incite the crowd because kind of needed to after the fucking fact, but I feel like I repeat myself whenever I, I report WWE Raw. And it's never any kind of fun doing the same good old jolly report. You know, it's like saying, by the way, folks, Christmas is going to suck. And you know why? Because you sniveling shits 
would not last without me. Ah, 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 ah. I'm sorry, folks, but I, I just have to point out Raw really makes one tick before he reports it. A three sec- the match was like four seconds long for a local to be in there. One-on-one with Alistair Black, only to take Black Mass, you know, one, two, three. And what was even the point of said match? I don't know. They're really trying to destroy Alistair Black's career. I don't think so. I, I think that the question on Wrestle underscore Radio Network deserves revealing. You really want to know why I bash WWE Raw every single week? It's because I have reason and I have fact to back it up. Um, the fact that you know Andrade Cianos possibly is most likely injured before Rumble proves my point, man. That they should not book a ladder match before the Rumble because it's a week away. It's less than a week away, all right? And who we, um, that's why, folks, not this week, but next week, I will be unveiling a new segment. Um, Lady Lynn's Corner Okay She's going to be discussing with you Something other than WWE Raw For a half hour To 45 minutes I And she has no filters either What she liked about AEW What she liked about Ring of Honor Whatever's going on The hot topic of professional wrestling Lady Lynn And Folks, you know, everyone gets their start somewhere. So we are changing things up here on Wrestle Radio Network. We're not just going to report strictly WWE because our moniker is we report anything and everything professional wrestling. Now, we would report on the indies, but that might take forever. No disrespect towards the indies, you know, Central Empire State. Uh, SICW, um, well, several others. But yes, Lady Lynn is getting her segment for those of you who have been asking on Instagram. Um, I would prefer that we talk about something other than WWE Raw because why is a daunting task reporting this bullshit? Week in, week out, yeah, and just reporting on the same old bullshit, you claim. And I, it's, find, yeah, it's, find it, it feels like we're reporting, you know, it feels like we're breaking a record, you know, broken record. This week sucks. That week sucks. This week sucks. Over and over and over again. And we have, um, not only it sucked as evidence, you know, is that our only biased, you know, reporting. No. It's the fact that we have it's not objectionable points of view, dude. This is like the real deal. Lady Lynn and I 
have agreed not to watch this anymore. And if we do, it's because we're that curious of how bad the show is going to be. That's exactly right. And it's, it's pretty sad when we're anticipating the show is going to suck before we even sit down and watch it. And then we flip on the TV, the USA Network, and up to the right, it sucks. Maybe every now and again we'll get a surprise that'll be like, holy shit, this doesn't suck. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? But I'm not going to hold my breath on that. The match ratings, according to Sean Ross Sapp on Google.com, on Fightful.com, and also Forbes.com, um... Folks, this is not surprising to me. I mean, they rank the matches, but that's not what I'm after. So, yeah, you guys rank shit. Uh, I don't. I look at numbers per hour. Oh, jeez. So... In Christmas, it dropped to its lowest ratings, 1.86. Let's see here, Bleacher Report. This is like, it holds steady at 200,000 last week, blah, 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 2.13 million. So that's November 2019, so that report doesn't count. So it's gone down, folks, from 2.23 to 1.86 to 1.74. Um, that's pretty bad. If it's gone down in numbers in the last three weeks since Christmas, that just means <laughs> that nothing is going correct at all for WWE Raw. Let's just leave it at it. You want to know why it goes down in ratings? Okay, so it says January 21st, 2020, WWE Friday night, SmackDown finished with 2.562 million viewers on Fox. That's way more than WWE Raw. Okay, no, this doesn't make sense. Monday Night Raw rating rebounds big for last show 2019, according to Forbes.com. So... December 23rd was the least watched episode of the show since the mid-90s American Wrestling Recession. Yeah, it says not only did the show average well under 2 million viewers across the three-hour duration, but the rating on the key adults 18 to 49 demographic was well below recent levels. 0.48%, 0.57%, so that increased. But, I mean... You want to know one of the main reasons why? When you create a wrestling show on paper, please understand that the audience, you have to fucking connect. There is no connection between the audience and what WWE is trying to convey on WWE Raw. Okay? What do I mean by this? I feel like I'm repeating myself every goddamn week. Lana, Rusev, Lashley, that segment needs to be flushed down a toilet 
and they need to end that shit. It should have never even carried over into 2020. But because we want to, and this is what I'm going to say, everyone says they find defense, you know, when a character is something they're not. Welcome to professional wrestling. But when Liv Morgan transposes her character into a lesbian, I'm not a lesbian and I cannot speak for the lesbian community, but I am gay. And let me tell you, if it's so fucking easy for you to shirk off an identity and just put it away, do you know what that fucking feels like? To watch someone fake a sexuality? That's pretty insulting to our people, B-Train. Pretty insulting. And I am a lesbian, so I can say it. I think that's just completely absurd. And I'm called for. Why the change? Why the sudden change? Why decide to have her portray a lesbian? Of all things. Why? And folks, you know, it'd be like having... Okay, they have done this before because they have pushed the envelopes. And I'm okay with it, but I'm also starting to get pissed off. What, you know, people's prejudice uh, towards the LGBTQ community, um, it's not just in WWE, it's world renowned. You don't see very many character themes that are homosexual. I mean, as a matter of pride, as a wrestling promotion, you know, that has featured gay and bisexual wrestlers, and they don't even mention sexuality. But Liv Morgan, really? I'm not saying Sonya Deville would feel humiliated or insulted about being who she is. I mean, she's an openly gay female worker. But that's just one area that I'm pissed off about because we, as the gay community, cannot shirk off who we are, so why the fuck are you giving the impression, oh, yeah, it's okay to play a gay character even though you're really not. That's fine for Hollywood. But when WWE puts a character in place and they've repackaged her, and we thought she's going to be some psychopath, um, it really kind of irks me when you guys do shit like that. Because then people are like, oh, what are you talking about it? Yeah, we fucking are, dude. And the negative connotation. Not in a positive you, Yeah, if, if you guys want us to talk, here's a thought. When you guys have feuds across the board and you have, you're building stories and you're, this is WrestleMania season, folks. This is not time to slouch because the road to WrestleMania begins at Rumble. We've all heard that thing. So... To recap WWE Raw, I mean, they start off with the ladder match with Andrade seeing all this, you know, retaining against, against fucking Mysterio, which, okay, I don't care who retains. I do not care who wins. I care about if you get a message. So that match was not terrible, and I watched the replay so that I could fast forward to some of this shit. Thank God on Hulu it condenses shit down to an hour and a half. Um, which I feel like I've said, again, multitudes of times. And, of course, 
the very first picture that pops up on CBS.com review is when Seth Rollins does a promo, blah, 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 blah. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy capture the prize. So now they're all dressed as that's bothering me. Why would you not put Aleister Black in the place of Buddy Murphy? I mean, one would think it fits his character. He's sinister, he's evil, he gets what he wants, you know, for selfish want and need. Aleister Black. But no, let's do a stupid knock on my door bullshit. That is the dumbest concept I have ever seen a character from NXT take from a main roster perspective of him. Just saying. I don't even want to start off with that. So Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy capture the prize. Whoop de doo. What prize? You know. What? Sounds like they're searching for something for the claw machine to get for him at Walmart. Jesus Christ, dude. That's one way of putting it. Treating it like it's a claw game and they captured the prize or like they were in a scavenger hunt and they captured the prize. And somebody finally beats the Viking Raiders, and are you fucking kidding me? Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. No. No, no, no. So you don't allow the club to do it, but you let you let your golden child. I mean, he didn't used to be, but now he's being referred to as the golden. He's always been, since 2014, man, Seth Rollins is been golden child why because he works really hard and he put himself in position yeah you know try and tell the fans that who don't fucking care because buddy murphy is not championship material no it's, he's not ratings draw material so now the tag team championship chains when we don't watch okay go fucking figure um let's see what else uh but, uh <laughs> Ricochet confronts Lesnar. Okay, so that probably took 40 minutes. Uh, Rollins entered into the Rumble. Big shocker there, folks. Hmm. We all saw that one coming a mile away. We didn't even need to use our binoculars to see it. We just saw it when I right in the face with it. He basically did. Every year, it's the same fuckers. Every year. And it's like, would you put anyone different? Um, yes. It's called NXT. Do you know why? Because it would be more entertaining if y'all included the black and gold brand. I hope to God you do. Because it would be a short fucking rumble like it is every year if it's just the main men rosters of SmackDown Live and Raw. And I'm pretty sure that Hunter is going to convince a certain someone that if you don't do NXT, they might as well get their money back because, well, not to say that the main roster isn't talented. It's just fucking, we see them every week. We see NXT every week, but NXT gives us the hope and belief that there's a different kind of product of wrestling, you know? 
It's not just the same redundant shit every single Monday. Friday's not redundant, and, and I'm surprised they're adding mics to the whole fucking situation. But you know what? At least SmackDown Live tries, but knowing what I just said is probably going to make them spite every single podcast host or every single journalist that just reports on wrestling and say, oh, they like this. Let's fuck them. Don't surprise me one bit. Okay, so Andrade beats Ray, Alistair beats an unnamed enhancement talent, McIntyre beat Randy Orton because of the you know, disqualification because the the OC comes out to do it. Becky Lynch beat Kyrie Sane. Okay. Eric Rowan beat Matt Hardy. Lashley and Lana beat Rusev and Liv Morgan. Again, folks, this is why, you know, you don't miss much on Raw. You know, so we put more matches to implement entertainment. I bet you that's what Mr. So-and-so says. And I'm saying, okay, fine, Mr. McMahon. I like, you know, Vince is a nice dude and all. I've not sat down and chatted with the man. But, you know, I have come in contact with him a few times. And I know that he's the overall seer of this goes, this doesn't. And he's earned that moniker, you know, after being thrown into the fire by baptism from his father. By saying Vince is bad, folks, no. It's the people around him that write this bullshit on paper and expect us to be, like, satisfied with, no, no. Of all tag teams, you put Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, a dude who used to be a part of the 205 Live roster, a guy that also used to be a part of NXT in, back in 2014. I, I'm sorry, but I don't see the correlation of them beating the Vikings. It's a... Wow. Just wow. Let's see if I'm not mistaken, but haven't we seen that before? Seth Rollins paired with someone completely unlikely to be a good partner for him, just for the sake of getting the gold. Um, when his true tag team partner was out due to injury. Oh yes. I mean, it's the same concept as when Jason Jordan joined the Shield, and it was complete and utter bullshit. They're like, "Well, we have to compensate for something." Again, you know, folks, I, I love extending this episode because we kind of got to make up for lost time. So Friday night SmackDown Live has not happened yet, but um, I guarantee you. At least their side of the tape is going to be a lot more interesting than WWE Raw. Now, Royal Rumble is happening this Sunday at Minute Maid Park in Houston. I want to read down this card and see if I got this right because I I would love to uh, point out a few things. The WWE does, and it's kind of like sacrilege, and not sacrilege, but just, I want to go down this card and just 
give my thoughts on it, you know, like I give pretty much give my thoughts and Lady Lynn gives her thoughts. Um, I just, for now, would like to take a moment and take a breather from this rant and start the advertisements. If you have a loved one or know someone that you love that is fighting the horrible fight known as cancer, go to www.susangcomen.org or find the cure. There's plenty of websites more than those two, but if you're going through a wrestling website and you buy a shirt and donate the, some more money to these foundations, um, you're doing the world a favor because not only have we all met someone that has cancer, has a loved one that died from cancer, but uh, just do us a huge favor, you know, and, and support your loved one going through this because they're not guaranteed tomorrow, so you never know. Also, folks, you know, and fight the good fight against cancer, kick it square in the ass. Um, go to makeawish.com. The following reason. If your child or loved one is going through a certain ailment or a certain kind of illness, and like I said, they're not guaranteed tomorrow, snakewish.com has granted over one million wishes, and they do so with the help of any WWE superstar, NBA superstar, NFL star, MMA, so on and so forth. Make your child's wish come true today. All right, folks, if you want to become a professional wrestler or commentator or announcer, you know what? Look no further than monsterfactory.org. That's www.monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself today and make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler come true. And more information, the phone number is located directly on the website on monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. There's a direct phone number, folks. Please do not do that because you will be regretting it. If you have a serious question, tuition costs should be listed on the website. There's also a docu-series on Fight TV about Monster Factory itself and the participants that came from not just the United States but around the world. Uh, You can check them out. They have super camps on occasion. Stars like Les Thatcher, Hurricane Helms, uh, Gerald Briscoe, who is an official and agent in WWE, show up. They've had Dr. Tom Pritchard. Just, you know, several big names have been through there, folks. And several big names have trained through there. You want to know who? Pretty boy Larry Sharp. Sonny. The Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher. Godfather. Evo Brown. Matt Riddle. Steve Cutler, Seamus, Luke Gallows, Carla Anderson, the list goes on. Punishment Martinez, a.k.a. Damian Priest. Oh, yeah, folks. <laughs> Bro. I mentioned Riddle, but it's worth mentioning again. So invest in yourself today and join the world-famous Monster Factory located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. For more information, again, go to www.monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself. Make your dreams of becoming a professional in the world of professional wrestling come true. All right. Oh, if you don't have a WWE Network subscription, you know, NXT is still worth it, folks. 
you know, blunt and direct. You get your first month free, not just NXT or WWE. You also get loads and loads of footage from ECW, WCW, WCCW, NWA, AWA, Smoky Mountain Pro, ICW, PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan, see superstars like Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Cesaro. God, I sound like an automated fucking response. <laughs> you know, just, it's your first month for even if you have any questions about if I don't have a debit card. Lady Lynn will fill you in on how you can obtain a WWE preloaded card. That's right, E-Train. If you want to subscribe to the WWE Network but you don't want to hassle with a credit card, you can pick up a prepaid WWE Network card at your local Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, 7-Eleven, FYE, Dollar General, or Meyer stores in the United States. For those in the UK and Ireland, you can pick up your cards at Game or Smith Toys or GameStop in Ireland. Three months prepaid gives you all access to all the best pay-per-views, in-ring content, WWE originals like 24, Broken Skull Sessions, Untold, Total Divas, News and Misses, so on and so forth. And, you know, folks, here's the thing. When I said NXT is worth the wait, and it's worth the actual watch, I mean it. I've been watching them since, what, 2013? Yeah, 2003. Yeah, because the concept of it was 2009. It actually came back in 2013, came to fruition, became really popular, and voila, wrestling. Okay, because I don't think very many people understand the network. It has loads and loads of footage from the good old days, but not just that, man. Don't get caught up in just watching WWE. Expand those horizons and start watching NXT, ICW. You wonder where Aleister Black or Nikki Cross or Imperium came from, like Walter. And speaking of which, World Collide will be on the network, folks. It will be on the network. And I said I was going to read down the, the Royal Rumble. So, oh, God. Lesnar will enter the Rumble at number one. Fuck me. I hope yeah. to God you get eliminated. Uh, go ahead, Lady Sorry, D-Train. I think I just threw up in my mouth. I don't blame you. Let's see, men's Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship in a strap match. Now, okay, SmackDown Live actually has me intrigued. Color me impressed. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Hopefully, Bailey knows how to call a match by then. She was trying, and it showed. But hopefully, you know, there are certain things in their match last time that kind of yeah, the sunset flip into the ring that kind of looks like it was all over. The, I won't go into detail. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Uh, okay, last man standing. That's Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. And Sheamus versus Chad Gable. I have a feeling that's going to be the kickoff match. I 
believe they're probably going to have two because Rumble is a major pay-per-view. And they do have more kickoff matches than life would allow. And sometimes the kickoff matches are the best feature. So if you miss anything, folks, on the network, you're going to be missing a lot. So just saying, you know, if you you really want stress-free, then okay, you know what? Watch NXT World Collide. Just saying, it's going to feature Imperium versus Undisputed, DIY versus Mustache Mountain, and of course, you know, it's going to feature more than that. I mean, I I don't like not knowing what's on a card, folks, but I definitely am pumped for that, you know, at the Toyota Center. I believe that event, yep, it's sold out, folks, so if you want tickets... Can try TickPick.com, StubHub, Vivid Seats to see if anybody sold their tickets, which would be a shame. So, World Collide. So, the card will feature matches in which NXT superstars are pit against their NXT UK counterparts. Yes, I'd like to see the card. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Continue scrolling to keep reading. <laughs> Undisputed versus Imperium. So, all the champions versus the champions. All right. Tony Storm <laughs> versus Rhea Ripley. Finn Balor. this versus Ilja Dragunov. Holy shit. Oh, my. The crazy Russian dude. Fatal four-way match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Fuck that shit. DIY DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Oh, that's going to be a match. For sure. (laughs) Um, I gotta say I'm looking forward to that one. I do not... I'm pretty sure that main event's going to be Imperium versus Undisputed. And folks, for those of you who are not familiar with NXT programming, please get yourself familiarized and don't just go to the event not knowing because if I sit there next to someone, oh, who's that big dude? He kind of looks like Andre the Giant. Some bitch. If you please do us a favor and, and actually watch NXT before you go to the event, that would be duly appreciated, duly noted, and also appreciated. Because I hate fuckers that sit there, I've never seen this before. I appreciate the fact that your appreciation for wrestling is shown, but you're not getting brownie points. And you sure as hell are not getting my beer. Just throwing that random shit out there, folks, because it is late. And I have a lot of traveling to do tomorrow. Okay? I'm flying. I'm also driving. And banging my head against my steering wheel. Which is not suggested unless you're Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. So, <laughs> so I gotta say, folks, I extended this show for a reason because I'm not just gonna do the world's longest um, off the rails. No, I've got pretty much a lot prepared for that. And holy fuck, I killed a lot of time. I don't know how I managed to do that, but folks. 
It's been a minute since I've done a SmackDown Live review, and I'm not going to do it because that kind of is pointless. But we are going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network Tuesday. Stay tuned, you lovely ladies and gems. seconds, you know, we would like to hear at Russell Radio Network take 10 seconds of silence for lately departed Laparka and Rocky Johnson. So we here at Russell Radio Network wish condolences to Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who lost his father. Um, our prayers and thoughts are with you, sir. So, technical support, you know, please give me a 10-second countdown, please, so we can remember the late and great legendary former tag team champion and father and mentor to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Please stand by. So, this is, you know, folks, it's not your ordinary podcast, and we do discuss what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, not just this show sucks, that show sucks, this show's terrible. Oh, wait, I just described Draw in one sentence. <laughs> if I, you know, just, if I fall asleep... To the you know to the tune of well there's fireworks guess what that was the only interesting pertaining part to WWE Raw um, this is the week before Royal Rumble and we've lost some great family members in professional wrestling La Parco was probably one of my favorites because he looked like a member of the Oakland Raider now Vegas Raider Black Hole. Uh, he was an in-your-face Lucha Libre. That was a tough hombre, man. If you were sitting in a seat and he didn't like you and you tried to... There was one clip of him where he sat in a chair and dude tried to punch him and La Parca actually punched this dude in the face. <laughs> I don't like wow. him. That, the, man was, wow. the man was crazy. So, I mean... God rest your crazy soul because here's the thing. There will be probably someone similar gimmick to him, but you don't, you cannot duplicate La Parca. There's just no fucking way you do that. Much like, you know, to our chagrin, we lost another legend in our own right, The Rock's father who basically paved the way 
for a lot of people, not just African Americans, but he was you know one of the first African American tag team champions for the WWF. You know, with Tony, world famous Tony Atlas. So, and it's not just those accolades. I mean, the man was a mentor to a lot of people. I saw a lot of pictures, you know, selfies of uh, him and some of my friends on Facebook, and I thought to myself, man, this guy must have really gotten around the world of professional wrestling, not just in WWE mainstream, but he was all over the place in SICW, you know, in Swansea, Illinois, would visit Herb Simmons. He took a picture with my friend Amaya Jade, who was a guest on Wrestle Radio Network. She's from New Orleans, and it seemed like the man, you know, had a big heart. And unfortunately, folks, we're not iron men and women. We all have to go someday. And it's really sad that we had to lose those two wonderful men for this for this company, you know. And in professional wrestling, we go through tragedies, but we also want to celebrate them, not, you know, mourn them just for their accolades. So... We're appreciating and also remembering their memory. So that way we don't have a complete negative feel vibe about them, whatever. So. Oh, man. I narrowed it down to 48 fucking minutes. Guess what, folks? <clears throat> We're not going to do it to the 45-minute mark because I'm that sick fuck, Okay. I uh, I would like to just tell you right now that after paying attention to what went on WWE Raw, that's like sad. I didn't even play it. I I did not even pay attention to the Hulu replay. Is that fucking sad? That is pretty fucking sad, friend. I've taken to doing what my girlfriend does and just watching the ups and downs of the show on YouTube because they pretty much cover it as well as we do when we blast it. <laughs> I mean, Hillmark's podcast even had like a show where Bray Wyatt was a guest and he just completely immersed. He's very old school. Of course, you know, for those of us who are super marks, his dad is IRS and his dad actually just soaked and absorbed himself into his gimmick. A very rare, rare passing of the torch, I think. But I think Undertaker, if he had any torch to pass, it would be Bray Wyatt. But that didn't happen. So, anyways, folks, this next segment, if you have any small children, the following podcast is not suitable for minors under the age of 14. It is a TV mature 14 audience, even if you're just listening and you don't see my pretty little mug, all right? So, this show is a copyrighted show. It was a show coined Off the Rails Uncensored, March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of off the title Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for plagiarism. And also stealing concepts and this, that, the other. 
any usage there of the likeness there without permission or consent from the creator of Off the Rails and Censored, yours truly, Brian Rails, you will be fined $45 for every likeness or sentence thereof of Off the Rails and Censored. A copyrighted telecast or podcast Part 7, 2016, All Rights Reserved, 2020, Incorporated. All right. You know, I said I was going to do it right at 45-minute mark, and boy, am I an on-time fucker. So, if you don't like what you hear and you get offended by it, too bad, snowflakes. I don't fucking care. And yes, I use that term because... There are a lot of people in this day and age that are getting easily offended. You know what I have to say about that? You know, you have a choice. You can either tune me out or, you know, just listen to what you want. But it's called selective hearing, which some of this generation does have. All right, and if your kid repeats this out loud to his or her principal, you're a dumbass and you failed as a parent. Just saying. All right, fuckers, buckle up, because you're about to get inside the head of good old Brian Rails, and let me tell you, that is a journey that, you know, you have to prepare yourself mentally, all right? Been a minute, folks, but let me, I'm a bit rusty on this. Buckle up, fuckers, and I am not responsible for any kind of crash or offensive F-bombs that I will drop, so... Dig it. the song because spontaneity is worth the fucking wait. Let's start off with the easiest rip and rant on Wrestle Radio Network. You see, WWE Raw began in January 1993. And yeah, the ratings were low. I just read an article online out loud stating that the ratings have not been this low since the wrestling recession. That was back, you know, 93 to about 96. Actually, the ratings were a bit higher than that. I mean, it's pretty sad, folks, that every single week we at Wrestle Radio Network have nothing better to do than rant and rave which thankfully created a new segment and gave us a new direct, new sense of purpose, if you will. Um, Lady Lynn, like I said, next week, and we will be doing shows on time and not be beating around the bush and doing shows on Tuesdays, although I have batted around the idea, and caught, but I'm not going to do that because we're going to keep things consistent, and we, Lady Lynn and myself, be working on what to report, you know, 
how to present it to the audience, this, that, the other, behind the scenes, and then we'll just do what we always do. We'll fucking kill it and make it amazing, okay? I'm tired of being negative about WWE Raw. I really am. So let me ask the question to the writing staff on Raw. What in the hell are you thinking? Putting together a show of which about maybe half of it includes squash matches. Alistair Black now is, is the one process you're doing. You're testing him out with locals. Um, I don't know about y'all, but some people on my friends list, they're bragging about having the opportunities and being thankful for them, not knocking them. But you need to put Alistair Black in the fold again. I mean, maybe bring his ass to SmackDown Live and have him face, who I don't know, Shinsuke, Nak- Shinsuke Nakamura. Or, better yet, he might be apt to face Andrade Cienon, where he first him in NXT. That's the fucking point. I mean, he had a... I get it. He may not have the same level of match if he was to face Andrade Cienon. So that's why you guys shoot him with Rey Mysterio, is it not? Over and over again. The concepts, the matches, they don't change. Lady Lynn and I could sit and tell you the show really just rotated their shit and it was just a different it was the card switched up and somebody finally wins the titles long enough to say, fuck you all for making that executive decision to have the Viking Raiders lose the titles. Congratulations. You finally get the concept, but you do it with the wrong people. They could have gone with any other tag team on that roster. Why did they decide that the best tag team to take the titles off the Viking Raiders, I still miss the old name, the War Raiders. Why did they decide that the best team to take the titles off of them was Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy? We're not saying that, you know, I know some of you are saying, why are you bashing? No. We are concerned because Buddy Murphy was on a show that barely fucked Drew ratings on the network, 205 Live. And the only people that would watch him would be super fans. And not, like I said, I am not bashing Buddy Murphy as a talent. Oh, yeah, kind of am if you think about it. But here's the reasons why. He didn't do shit until, oh, yeah, this guy was behind the attack of Aleister Black. You know why I did it? Because blah, blah, blah. I mean, come the fuck on, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. And then they drop that feud, and then they go on to another feud. It's like, okay, so you're trying to adjust our minds mentally for this shit. Let me help you out in that department. Fucking quick. This is not the Attitude Era. And would you please stop resurfacing concepts from that? If you really want to capture this audience, this fucking ADHD audience's attention, here's a fucking thought. 
conceptualize an idea behind, you know, okay, well, this feud might look good on paper, but let's see how the audience reacts. Do you not hear us? Are you fucking deaf? We are booing the fuck out of you, and you're putting canned heat because, oh, yeah, this is a kid's show. Thank you for turning Raw still into a kid's show, even though you said, you guys are going to make it edgier. You guys are going to make it more offensive, more crass, you know, more crass. I have yet to see it. We have yet to see it, correct. We have yet to see rude, offensive. The only, like I said earlier in the show, and so did Lady Red. We're fine, you know, with creating foreign characters and and transgender, if you like, or um, non-binary, whatever. But don't, and I repeat, do not step on the toes of the LGBTQ community because the majority of the fan base in wrestling is mixed. It's not just gay. It's not just lesbian. It's not just straight. It's not just redneck anymore. The wrestling community of fans is completely broadened, and it's not just, you know, okay – we're going to be mad because they impersonated a gay, you know, a gay persona. No, it's Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, folks. We're not stupid. We see them on Twitter. We see them on Instagram. So you're telling us that she's lesbian. Okay. Here's my problem with that. She can go home and shed off that version of her because she's entertaining an audience. More or less, she's fucking boring us to tears. We know she's a much better performer than that when she was in the Riot Squad. And I'm going to reference that because when she was in the Riot Squad, you actually had depth of character with her. She's some psychopath who you really didn't want to fuck with. And what I mean by that is Honestly, folks, would you want to fuck with Liv Morgan, psychopath, you know, her psycho ass, you know, in the ring, her character is just completely like the other version of Harley Quinn or Alexa Bliss's evil twin sister, in a sense, because their gimmicks were very similar, except for one actually had control of who she was, and then when she got in the ring, she turned it on up to a dial of 11. But what I'm trying to get at is don't create characters that are going to make others feel uncomfortable. Like, the fact that she popped up at Lana's wedding instead. By the way, I'm not talking about you, Lashley. I'm talking about Lana. And everyone, ooh, ah, you fucking pervs. You don't know what it's like to be like, okay, yeah, by the way, we're gay and we cannot change who we are. We cannot go to the to the lengths of saying, oh, yeah, we're going to play. It happens. We get it. You know, we can play straight characters in Hollywood and we can do this. But when wrestling, and not just that, it's, you guys really didn't think that through, did you? That's why a lot of the LGBTQ community is fucking mad at you. Because 
oh, yeah, let's have Liv Morgan come back and repackage it. It's even worse than Emelina. My, what a fucking waste that was. They gave her all that hype, talking about Emma here. They gave her all that hype and brought her out to be, like, a 10-second piece of eye candy before they brought her back again at this time as some sort of badass bitch. What the hell? She just had squash match after squash match after squash match with Asuka. And then they finally give her a match, and, oh, they you know, she's like, fuck it, I asked for my release. Same thing with Sarah Logan. Oh, yeah, you offered her a bittersweet end of the deal getting, you know, punched out by uh, Charlotte Flair. Like, honestly, folks, wrestling is one big work because you're told that when you start out the business. You have to make the audience be invested in your character and your concepts. And Raw has fucking dropped the ball. Week after week, you see the same matches. McIntyre versus Orton. Again, um, let's see here. The only difference for the tag team titles is the fact that they put Rollins and Buddy Murphy together. Then Ricochet confronts Lesnar. Could have told you that was going to happen because Ricochet is the top flippy, flippy dude in the company. I don't know if there's such a title. Hey, you're flippy, flippy today. For all we know, they very well could be. I mean, they very well could be, but as a former worker myself, um, it, it begs the question, man, who is writing the promos? Why do we need everyone and their fucking brother's mother to grab a microphone and go out of Gorilla and start talking about what they're going to do to their opponent. That's great for the first, you know, few rounds, but then eight weeks in a row of microphones? There were matches. Yes, but the matches were complete and utter bullshit. And what does good old Brian Rails mean by that? When you have the caliber talent, of Alistair Black on your show and the Viking Raiders and Andrade Cien Almas and Rey Mysterio and the Street Profits and you have other tag teams that could form on your fucking roster but you're just too goddamn lazy to pair people together or better yet NXT should just invade and even if they won't win the tag team championships you could have them face off against the Viking Raiders instead of locals. Because, I mean, they did beat the Singh brothers, and then the next week you have them lose to a tag team they've never faced before. And it's amazing to me, like, oh, well, <clears throat> in my brain I'm thinking, well, how much, how much sacrifice did Buddy Murphy actually have to make, you know, to win the tag team championship with Seth Rollins? I'm guessing someone's going to tell me, well, the stars are lying, blah, blah, blah. They waited their turn. I call bullshit. 
there are plenty of other dudes in the back of that locker room on WWE Raw's roster that could actually go through the curtain and masturbate better than fucking Buddy Murphy. I mean, honestly, yeah. I told you, folks. Good old Brian Rails is back. And trust me, folks, you do not want to be on the wrong side of my tracks, Jack, because I don't have any fucking filters on my show. And I don't just cuss for, you know, the effect. No, I cuss for therapeutic reasons. Because Raw has made me believe as an individual that negativity does exist. And, you know, I hate that fucking feeling. I don't mind creating segments just to pass time. No, it's to broaden the horizons of the show to make it change so that we're not discussing the same visuals for you all that don't watch Raw. And for those of you who don't, you know, pertain to the rating system, uh, according to Forbes.com or Garrowick.net, if multiple sites are reporting that Raw has dropped in ratings, 1.72 on hour three for this week's WWE Raw. You know how sad that is, folks? It started off at 2.11, dropped down to 1.89, and then dropped all the way down to what I just told you. It's it's dropped. You know, they they base it off how many viewers tune in each segment, right? And per hour, so... At one point, folks, in July of 2019, WWE lost 8 million subscribers from WWE Network. Do you know how sad that is? Because when Lesnar retained, actually when Seth Rollins retained and Lesnar retained his championship several occasions, that's why you see some Balor on NXT again. I guarantee you, you might see Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. Or just Kevin Owens. They finally pull those two to face Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain. I'm going to point this out. They're boring. They are big. And they are bland. They are not a concept in which... um, They're like the fucking Dobermans off of Oliver and Company. None too bright. <laughs> They're not bright. They're and here's the thing. Not only are they not bright, but they cannot. If you're gonna have them do a foreigner mafia gimmick, okay. So you pulled Seth into the office and probably said, "Hey, man, I got this uh, mafia type gimmick." You're going to be like the savior of of the fucking WWE Raw brand, the messiah of Monday night. Do you know how many people have went through that gimmick? It's called Rob Van Dam, Mr. Monday Night's messiah of hardcore, Paul Heyman. 
the Messiah of Monday nights in Impact Wrestling. That would be Sammy Callahan or the Messiah of Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura. <clears throat> You're treading on water that kind of looks like ice right now, man. So I'm not mad with Seth Rollins. I'm more fucking concerned about <clears throat> why does Seth have to be paired with two gentlemen every single four months? So what's next? Is he going to pair himself as a baby face with Ricochet and fucking Randy Orton? And sadly enough, folks, I think Michael Hayes and Dana Warrior might be listening to this shit and going, holy fuck, that young gentleman's idea is gold, man. I like you, Michael, as a wrestler, but not a writer. And I know you're not the only one conceptualizing ideas and writing because there's a writing staff that does this. But, dear Lord, Raw has made me cry sometimes with how bad it is. Not tears of joy either, man. It's not just all Lana Rusev, Lashley, Seth Rollins. Not just their fault. But when you have matches like Mojo Raleigh versus Ricochet, you want specifics of why I don't like Raw? It's three hours long is not just the one problem. It's the 36-minute promos that Paul Heyman will do. But then he learns to incite the fucking crowd, so it's not as bad. But then you let Lesnar have the mic, and that's like putting a lollipop in a three-year-old's hand. You don't know where that lollipop's going to end up. So, just watch who you give the mic to, and and trying to entertain us is not Lesnar's forte. He just, he not just incites the crowd, he pisses us off in the wrong direction. Trust me, you know. I know Granny's contemplated being a Raider and Yankee fan, and I think she's finally come full circle, even though she's in denial wearing that ugly red and gold, you know, because she's such the bandwagon she is, you know. But anyways, anyways, folks, that's a different subject for a different day. Granny's going to be attending I Am a Bandwagon class, you know, in, in a minute here. After February, that is. Anyways. I had to add some drops of humor in this. After all, (laughs) this show is not the norm, folks. (sighs) Okay. The surface of hating, or the reasoning behind disliking WWE Raw. Well, where is the women's roster on Raw? One would like to know where Nia Jax is. Maybe she's waiting for her appearance in the the Rumble. Also, you know, the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views aside from, well, Mania. 
and attend literally practically every mania every year. So I'm just going to give a little concept for you why I don't like Raw. Actually, I'm going to give you reasons. Too long a segment. They need to cut down the promos. They need to give us different looks every week and not just different looks, folks. We're just going to slop this match together. And, and two, give the fans a reason to watch your shit again. Because if it's going to end up like 2008, where the ratings were really, really bad, and then fans just got tired of watching, so they just tuned out and started watching TNA back in that time period because everyone formerly at WWE started jumping ship. I've got a few choice words. Please quit fucking with the audience because we're your last hope. The audience is the one that makes this shit run. And there's some tarps again on the seats which had not been that had not been happening for quite a while on WWE Raw. It's gonna take a lot of fixing folks for this show to get going, alright? And yes, I have twenty minutes left, but I'm not gonna take the full twenty minutes of this show that I actually I'm gonna take a little bit of it, not all. Whenever I used to turn on WWE Raw, I used to think, man, this is the show, this is the premiere, this is the red carpet of professional wrestling. Now, to me, it's just like watching the the SAG Awards. It's just like, "Hmm, no, I don't even care for the Grammys anymore. I don't care for the SAG Awards. Never have. Like... Watching a really bad TV show is like having a bad itch. You just have to scratch because you're so curious about, is it going to suck? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be decent? Why would you start the Monday Nitro type booking? Booking a ladder match before a big main pay-per-view? Just out of curiosity, man. There's a lot of fucking question marks for your show. Like, why... Why is it the same women's match practically every other week except for, okay, you had a teaser with Becky doing the disarm her on Kyrie Sane? Or Charlotte versus Sarah Logan again for the umpteenth fucking time. And it wasn't this week. It was two weeks in a row they had her versus Sarah Logan. Sarah Barry even put up a fight. So, in other words, when you have a feud that the fans like, keep it. When you have a feud that the fans don't like, end it. Oh, and I've said this multiple times. Shorten the shit. No more three hours. Unless it's near pay-per-view. And even then, cut down on the fucking promos. That is all. And if you didn't like with good old Brian, because I got to travel tomorrow, folks. I'm flying from LaGuardia to Michigan. Not Michigan, but I am flying from LaGuardia to undisclosed location. I don't ever give that shit out, folks. I never should. Then I'm driving. Because I'm crazy like that. 
Well, I'm crazy in general, so I don't fucking doesn't matter. But anyways, folks, for those of you listening out on the you know creative team, please. You probably don't care because I'm not on your diamond. I'm not. I'm not on your dollar. Please fucking listen to this show and others that have been in, not in protest, but you know, suggesting to you. Please change your ways, or else Raw is going to fade even more into obscurity. It's not going to be because you're not relevant. It's going to be because fans are tired of this shit. That's a fair fucking warning, man. All right, that'll do it for tonight, folks. We're going to wrap this shit up by saying, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, you can call this lady anything you want, but don't you dare call me crazy. Ah, uh, folks, it felt so good and not being on hiatus anymore. I will do a show tomorrow, but I guarantee you now I'm going to wait till, well, Thursday, if you will. So, <laughs> I'm doing things different just for this week, Tuesday and Thursday, to test the waters. Actually, no, this is just fucking temporary, so... Good night, fuckers. I have a long day ahead of me tomorrow. Got to wake up at the butt crack of dawn at LaGuardia, which we all know in New York, that's not always fun. Cranky bus drivers and whatnot in Queens who have their thumbs up their asses. Sorry, Q70. Had to point that out, you fucking cranky asses. All right. Ready to rumble. Not the move, but ready to go to Royal Rumble and have fun. I'm going to signings and autograph signings and bringing Lady Lynn back a souvenir of sorts. We're not going to discuss it on air. If you want to message me about what that souvenir is, you can do so at Wrestle underscore radio. I am shutting it down, folks. You guys are blowing up the airwaves. So if you have any questions, folks, you can message us on our Facebook, and you can also... Feel free to message us on our Instagram. We will be open to answering questions. So, wrestle underscore radio. All right. Toodles, bitches. We got to sleep. Good night. Be safe. Do not be crazy. There's a big snowstorm coming, so hopefully it beats the snow. If not, then I'll find some way to make it. Dig it. Personality, the cultural personality.